In this week's episode, we're talking all about new client meetings. After doing this for about 10 years now, I've developed a process that really does work for me. So if you've always been a little bit nervous about you know coming into a new client meeting, that's what I'm going to help you out with today. And yes, we're going to get a little practical, a little superstitious, and a bit goofy. Welcome to The Productive Photographer. My name is Anthony Gauna, and I'm a wedding and portrait photographer. In each episode, I bring you tips, tools, and strategies related to all things photography and productivity to help you streamline your workflows and maximize your creative output. Now grab your camera and a notepad, and let's dive in. Hey there, hope you're doing well wherever you are. Thank you for being here. Um, Man, allergies kicked my butt last week. Um, So I didn't record last week. I still feel a little like, eh, but um, as far as like just congestion goes, (laughs) before I started recording, uh, I looked up like warmups for podcasters and stuff. And there was a lot of uh, over here going on of uh, and (laughs) things like that. Um, so I think I'm, my voice is a little bit warmed up now, but, um, anyway, hope you're doing well. Yeah. Today, um, we're going to be talking about my process for meeting, uh, new clients. And, uh, honestly, one really thing, one really great thing that's kind of helped get rid of ghosting for me. I don't know if that's been a problem for you. Uh, it became a, a big problem for me, uh, about a year, year and a half ago, it was just happening a lot. And so um, since then, since I've implemented this change, um, it hasn't happened to me. And so I'm going to share with you that. And then, yeah, something funny that I do to (laughs) prepare for new client meetings. Um, You know, this is just something that's evolved over time. Um, in the very beginning, like when I was getting first started, I used to be so nervous about meeting new clients. Um, I would get so worked up. And once I found a process that worked for me, um, I basically just kind of like helped um, systematize it basically uh, so that, you know, I don't get stuck in my head or anything like that. It just comes down to it being a process and I just go in, do my thing. And that's pretty much it. Um So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, As far as uh, last week's episode, if you didn't catch last or not last week, two weeks ago, whatever, (laughs) the last, the previous episode, um, I went over my entire editing workflow from start to finish. So if you didn't catch that episode and that is something that you're struggling with or uh, you just want to find new tweaks to your editing workflow, go check that out. Um, Like I said, I go everything uh, from importing my cards up until delivery. Um, I did have a listener question come in uh, in regards to that episode uh, because I was talking about how I use uh, Aftershoot for um, editing now. So it's like a, basically like an AI that edits for me. Um, so they asked if I, or basically what my thoughts were on Imagine AI and if I've used it before. And yes, actually my whole introduction to um, the whole AI and the editing stuff uh, was actually Imagine. Um, I had heard it on another podcast and I was like, this is weird. 
um, and I did the trial and I was just mind blown. I was like, this is crazy. Um, and so that's kind of like what got me down the path of all this AI editing stuff. Um, later on, uh, I came across Aftershoot and Aftershoot does, uh, well, when they initially came in, it was just Coling. And they are now implementing editing into it as well, AI editing. So yes, um, I think Imagine is great. Um, I, I used it for quite a while, but then after Aftershoot uh, started implementing editing into their software, I just like the idea of it all being in one app uh, just to do all the culling and then all the, the editing. Plus, uh, Imagine has one, a monthly fee, and then also a fee for uh, editing per image. And with Aftershoot, it's just a yearly fee, um, just flat rate. So you wind up saving a lot of money in the end. Um, so that's why I use Aftershoot. And honestly, like I don't see a difference in the quality of the edits that I get back. Everything still looks like my own editing, which is awesome. So, um, so thank you for sending in the question. Um, if you do have any follow-up questions, send them my way. I'm always happy to uh, you know answer and also share them on the podcast. So, um, okay, before we dive in. Shiny object, shiny object time. If you haven't tuned into the show before, uh, before I dive in, I always like to start off with something that I call this week's shiny object. It's basically just a way for me to share something that's um, got my attention, something I'm excited about, um, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and it doesn't always have to be photography related. Uh, so this week's is uh, the movie Renfield. We, uh, me and my wife went and saw it last night. And it was hilarious. Um, Nicolas Cage is just so awesome. But uh, yeah, it was just a really funny movie. Um, comedy is my thing. I, I enjoy comedy. And like, I, I can't do horror movies. Like they, I, I, I will just like have nightmares. I will stay up all night. I get paranoid. Like I start hearing things. <laughs> um, I do not do well with uh, horror movies. But this was like, uh, the complete opposite. They were like, even like every time someone got uh, like kicked, like their body would explode, you know, like it was just completely over the top and I just couldn't stop laughing. Anyway, great movie. You should check it out. It's, it's about uh, Dracula. Um, so, but a, a funny version. So anyway, that's a shiny object. Go check it out. Renfield. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic. I'm going to try and keep this pretty short. Uh, the previous episode was pretty long, so I'm going to do my best to keep this short, especially since I'm, I still got allerg uh, allergies going on. Um, okay, so let's start from uh, how this all kind of starts. So um, I use a tool called Calendly.com. Basically, what it is is a service that connects to your calendar. Um, I use Google Calendar, and that's where all my calendars sit. Um, so it connects to my Google Calendar. And then in that app or service, website, however you want to word it, um, you can create these different forms and set availability times for people to just um look at a calendar, pick a date, see the times you're available, and then schedule a meeting. Um, 
Now, pre-pandemic times, I would pretty much just meet everyone in person. And then occasionally I would have people schedule a Zoom meeting with me. Um, Usually that was just for people who didn't live in the city that I live in. Um, Then the pandemic happened, went completely to Zoom. And then, uh, geez, I think it wasn't until like the beginning of 2022 when I started to finally offer in-person meetings again. Um, So although I am now offering both again uh, post-pandemic time, I'm still primarily getting people booking in on a Zoom meeting rather than an in-person, but I am offering in-person again. All this to say, um, people can choose on that form how they want to meet with me. Uh, They schedule in the time and they get um, email notifications and that sort of thing uh, to remind them. And then the cool thing about it too is um, since I primarily use it with Zoom, you can connect your Zoom accounts to Calendly. So that way, if you do get a client that schedules a Zoom meeting, uh, it will automatically create a unique URL for them to join the Zoom call. So that way it's not like the same open um, like Zoom link that you know is built into the, your Zoom account. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense <laughs> for all you Zoom users, uh, but I really enjoy it because it just kind of prevents other people who may have had your you know generic public join uh, Zoom link uh, from joining in on another meeting. So every link gets created super neat that it's connect, you know, connected like that. So, uh, going back to like how I got rid of ghosting. So ghosting was becoming a big thing. And my previous process was I had starting prices on my website and then it would be like, Hey, you know, inquire for, you know, to find out pricing, Um, And then they would inquire through my contact form and then I would email back a link to my pricing and then they would schedule a meeting. I had a, I had the Calendly uh, embedded on that pricing page. They would schedule a meeting and then they wouldn't show up or they would get pricing and then I wouldn't hear back from them. And I would check in, I would email them back just to follow up, nothing. Um, but the worst of the worst was like them scheduling a meeting and then not showing up. So the way, uh, I've gotten, gotten rid of this completely is I've put my pricing up on my website and it's public. So this helps prevent people from like price shopping and just emailing just to find out only that, you know, you're out of their budget or something like that. Um, So everything's there. Now, I took it a step further because I kind of just wanted to distance myself from even having to worry about following up with back and forth emails and that sort of thing. So what I've done is I've got it to where when people fill out my contact form, immediately after the form gets submitted, they're shown the Zoom, um, or not the Zoom, the uh, Calendly page. So... That way, one, I get in their email inquiry, got their info on their their wedding date, and immediately after, they are able to schedule a meeting. Not everyone schedules a meeting, um, but what I do is basically email them back and just 
answer their question. Usually, usually it's just like a question they're asking. And then I'll remind them, hey, let's let's schedule a meeting. I don't like to book people without meeting them. I just want to save myself from you know potentially you know dealing with a really difficult client basically. Um, so I just want to do like a vibe check. And I also want them to do that with me too. Um, so everyone has to meet with me. And so that's kind of like why I do it that way of if they don't schedule something, I will answer their question and then remind them, hey, uh, here's a link to my Calendly. Please schedule a time for us to meet. Um, now, one thing that I I haven't come across yet Um now, if you're somebody who's like booking a lot of weddings, this process uh, might not work for you, you know, at least of uh, giving them the Calendly link right away uh, because you might already be booked. I haven't run into this issue just yet, only like a handful of times. And what I'll do is I will, I will cancel the meeting and then just let them know like, hey, I'm already booked on this date. But if you would like to... Um, you know, change your date if possible, let me know and we can, you know, look at our dates and see if something lines up. Usually that's not the case. Um, and if they aren't able to change their wedding date for me, um, I will give them a list of other photographers that I recommend in my area. So that's how, you know, how I go about it. Um, so if you do have a lot of client meet or, you know, if you're booked like, like crazy, like every other weekend or something, um, this might not work for you. Um, but for me, it's, it's been working quite well. And I do love the fact that I'm not being ghosted anymore. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of like how the process starts. So they send in their inquiry, they schedule their Calendly, uh, zoom call with me most of the time. Um, I, you know, I do like meeting people in person. It is a lot of fun to have that in-person uh, interaction. Um, and then I also get to show them, you know, albums and that sort of thing. I think that's great. But I'd be lying if I said that, like, I didn't actually, you know, enjoy uh, Zoom meetings because, like, I can just be doing whatever it is at the house and then be like, all right, oh, it's 15 minutes before my meeting. Let me go get set up. I'll dive into that in a bit, but yeah, I, I do enjoy the zoom things. I I'm, I'm all for it. Um, okay. So they schedule their meeting with me and, uh, the great thing about Calendly, like I said, it will, uh, send out email reminders, uh, just to let them know, uh, that their meeting is coming up and that sort of thing. And that's all, you know, you can configure that yourself within Calendly, um, I don't know if they have a default, you know, setup for that. Uh, I'm trying to think of how I do it. Um, they get the confirmation when they schedule for sure. And then I think like a day or two before they get an email. And then the day of, they also get an email from me as well. Um, but let me backtrack just a little bit. So when they send in that inquiry and they schedule the Calendly, um, I get in their, their inquiry. I use Tave for my client management system. So it automatically gets added into my system. I see their email. Um, I reply to it. Um, I've got basically a template that I've been using. That's just like, Hey, here's what to expect. 
Um, it's pretty straightforward. And then either in the beginning of the email or towards the end of the email, I'll kind of address whatever they've said to me just to personalize the email response a little bit more. Um, I'm sure everyone knows it's a, you know, a template, uh, but I do like to make sure I add in those little personalized things uh, in the email. So I will hit send on the email and then because I've got their phone number as well, I'll send them a quick text message just to be like, hey, so-and-so, this is Anthony. Uh, just want to let you know I got in your inquiry and I see you on my calendar. Um, just a heads up, I sent you an email. Uh, so it'll be waiting there in your inbox whenever you're able to you know, check it out. Uh, I look forward to meeting you. Something like that. Um, I, <laughs> I should probably have like a template just to make it easier. Uh, to copy and paste, um, to send to people. But I always just type out whatever I'm feeling in the moment uh, to them. But for the most part, it's basically just that. Um, And I like to kind of word it like that just to be like, hey, just a heads up. This is a courtesy just to let you know to check your email. Um, Because most people's emails, you know, they don't really check it and it gets a little crazy and then you can get lost in their emails. Uh, just gives them a, a reminder to go check on it. And also to like sending out the email with all the different things that they should uh, know of uh, helps kind of mediate um, or get rid of any questions via text. So um, yeah, so that's what I do as far as uh, when I get in that um, initial inquiry. Now the day of the meeting, um, I have it to where Calendly will send out a text message. This is another thing that's also helped get rid of ghosting. Um, but it will send out a text message reminder to them. It's just automated and it doesn't come from my phone number. Um, it's just like a automated you know, number thing um, from Calendly itself. Uh, but it will just ask them to confirm that they're going to still show up. <laughs> um, and since implementing that, um, that helped drastically decrease the amount of times I was getting ghosted um, on a meeting day. There were there were times where I would just show up and I would sit there for like 30 minutes waiting on Zoom. Um, and honestly, there were times in person where I would go wherever we had decided to meet up at you know, took time out of my day to, to drive and travel, sit wherever I was at, and then find out that they just ghosted me. Um, so this whole like automated text message thing um, is awesome. And when they confirm, there's like a link that it sends them. They just click it that they're going to confirm and be there. I get an email notification saying that they're going to be there. So it's great. Um, now I did have, um, fairly recently, uh, one couple totally forget. Now I'm someone that like, I will still show up. So I didn't get the confirmation, uh, that they were going to be there, but I still wanted to show up anyway, just in case, you know, cause life does get crazy. So, um, what what happened was they were both in two different states and they were both joining together. Um, and so one of them booked the the meeting, but they got confused as far as like the time zones go. And so after 15 minutes, I sent a text message and I was like, hey, just heads up. I'm here ready whenever you are. 
And then like another five minutes went and I didn't hear back from them. So <laughs> I just uh, went out and did an errand. And then I got a text message from them like, oh my God, I'm, we're so sorry. So we wound up just like pushing it back. Um, I drove back home and um, I think we pushed it back like 15 to 30 minutes and uh, just hopped on. And it wasn't a, a, an issue. Like they genuinely were just like, oh my God, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. And so um, I didn't get upset or anything like that. It just, you know, life happens. And so, yeah, in, anyway, all that to say, uh, even if they don't confirm, I still show up. That's, now this hasn't happened for an in-person meetup. Um, maybe that will change in the future. I don't know. <laughs> but um, okay, so here's where we're getting ready to prep for, for the meeting. When I say where, I'm referring to me uh, only because we're about to dive into some superstitious stuff and then like some completely goofy off the wall stuff. Um, okay. So about 15 minutes before the meeting, I usually, you know, get, get ready and I prep. Uh, first thing I'll do is I'll pull up, uh, their thing in Tave, um, and look at their initial inquiry, just reread it. Some people write just a few sentences. Some people write paragraphs. It just always varies. Either way, I'm just wanting to refresh myself on their names and then what they've told me, whether it's a wedding or a session, that sort of thing. That way I'm coming into it knowing a few things. And then especially too, like um, like if they're dog people and they mention their dog in the email, um, I want to make sure that... Um, you know, I mentioned that during the meeting and it's like fresh in my brain. Um, if they've got an Instagram and they sent me their Instagram link, I'll kind of like scroll through their Instagram and just like look through it. So I'll do those sorts of things um, first just to refresh myself. Okay. Now the funny parts. Okay. <laughs> now I, this, <laughs> this works for me. I've been doing this for, I don't know how many years now. Um, and it works for me. Judge me all you want. I don't care. Uh, but it's just a part of my, like I said, systemized process. This is what I do. Um, so, <laughs> so I have a very specific shirt that I wear for every initial, like new client initial meeting every single time. And I've just done this for, I don't know how many years now. And it's the same shirt every single time. Now, what am I going to do when one day that shirt doesn't fit or something happens to it? Um, I will probably uh, crawl under a rock and just cry and sob. I don't know. Um, but it's my, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think the way it got started was in the very beginning when I was still kind of like nervous and figure thing, figuring things out. Um, I had a really, really good meeting with a, a couple and I was wearing that shirt. I think that's kind of like how it started, um, which kind of makes sense because it, it became like my lucky charm or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the next thing I do is I go into my closet and I get that shirt and I put it on <laughs> and it works for me. It's just like, I, I feel like when I put that shirt on, it's like, all right, Anthony, you've got this. It's time. You, you're ready to make an impression. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it kind of is like the first part of me like getting into the zone. 
Um, okay, so then another thing that came a little bit later on um, was after I even like after I started doing this whole new, like shirt thing, um, I wanted a way, and this was mainly when I was like driving to meet clients. This is you know before I was doing a lot of Zoom stuff. On the drive there, I would be so nervous, like, oh, and, you know, I would want to pump myself up and I would talk to myself. I would sometimes practice what I was going to say. Um, I was super nervous. And then um, it, I'm starting to learn that not everyone watches The Office anymore, I guess, maybe because I'm getting a little bit older and it's an older show. Um, but if you haven't seen The Office, uh, go check it out. It's funny. Um, if you have seen The Office, then you uh, definitely know uh, what I'm going to refer to. So there's a, a scene in an episode. If I can like find the clip on YouTube or something, I'll try and put it in the show notes. But um, there's a scene. Uh, basically, they're, they're like paper salesmen. Um, and there's a scene where two of the salesmen are going on a sales call and uh, they or one of the guys gets out of the car and then the other one says, leave the keys. And he goes, really? You still do that thing? And he's like, give me the keys. And uh, so he closes the door and then like the other guy walks away and then you just hear uh, kickstart my heart by Motley Crue come on. And he's like, just like jamming and like punching the air and that sort of thing. And so since that episode, or since I saw that episode, um, I start doing that. I don't do like all the punching things that has happened a few times where I'll like go around the house and I'll just start like kicking and things. Um, but for the most part, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I like to listen to that song before I meet a new client. Um, and I'll usually do this. Um, I mean, if I'm driving there, I I will um, you know put it on in the car. Uh, if it's just going to be on Zoom, I always connect my um, AirPods to my computer, so I always have to go through the process of you know making sure it's connected to Bluetooth. Once they're connected, the next way I check is to put on uh, Kickstart My Heart <laughs> on Spotify, and um, I will just like listen to that in the headphones. Um, yeah, I don't do all of the like punching the air and that sort of thing but i i still listen to it uh even to this day um and that has just kind of it's helped to put me in the right mindset of knowing like all right anthony you're about to have a new client meeting you've got this you've done this so many times and um yeah that's my goofy process and uh oh the other thing lastly um more practical than than goofy uh, but I get a, a pen and a journal uh, just to have like on hand. So that way I can write down notes and that sort of thing. So there's uh, the prep. All right. And then we hop on the meeting. Um, I One little thing that I've learned if you're going to be zo doing Zoom, um, this happened when the pandemic happened and I was on Zoom a lot. Um, I wound up, I, I don't remember who it was. But I watched like some sort of YouTube video on like how to um, imitate like being in person on Zoom, um, that sort of thing. I don't know, but it was all like body language and that sort of thing. And the one thing that I took away from it was actually to distance yourself um, if you're going to be meeting somebody new, because that first impression is always, you know, key. So 
what I do is I I push my uh, chair back as far as I can. So that way when I'm sitting in front of my computer, uh, the people on the call can, you know, see all of all of me basically. So they can see how I'm sitting and all of that. And it's not just my head super close up. Um, so basically just trying to be like, if you were meeting in person, you wouldn't be like so far close to their face or, you know, whatever you're still distant distancing yourself and that sort of thing. Um, so that's like one thing that I, I took away and I noticed that did help a, a lot because, uh, in the very beginning when it was just a bunch of zoom meetings, I was having a lot of people not book <laughs> and I couldn't figure out why. And I noticed a change when I started doing that. So that's helped. Um, so from there, uh, we hop on, um, I always start by thanking them for joining. And then I always lay out what to expect. You know, I just let them know like, Hey, this is kind of my process. Um, I always like to chit chat a little bit. And then from there, answer all your questions. And then I let them know that they do not have to book with me on the spot and I will give them a week. Uh, that might be different for you. That's just something that I like to do. I like to, I like to just like make shit. Make, uh, <laughs> I like to just make it um, like a no pressure kind of situation, basically. Um, and so that kind of like sets the tone for the rest of the meeting, uh, knowing that like, hey, this is just a chill conversation. Um, let's just kind of you know have fun, that sort of thing. Um, so I try to start by having some sort of conversation about anything other than business. So this is where I'll kind of have their email or that sort of thing in my mind of things to kind of like touch on or ask or that sort of thing. Sometimes their, you know, pet will kind of pop up. Sometimes my pet will pop up. Sometimes my kid will be in the background. Um, sometimes I will see things in the background at, you know, in their, their camera and so I'm, I'm just always looking for things to like talk about other than just like jumping into to business. Now, if they do just wind up jumping into business, I will do that. You know, like maybe they, they are just not the type to kind of like sit and chit chat. Maybe they don't have a lot of time. Um, and so I've just kind of like learned, to, you know, if they just right away start talking about it just to, just to go with it, you know, cause maybe they are super excited and they just can't wait to talk about it. So, um, I used to kind of like be more of like, I would want to steer away from the business talk and go back to something else, but then it winds up making everything longer. And I kind of feel like maybe I'm not like, like I'm doing them a disservice. So I just kind of like go with the flow, but that's usually what I try and do is just have some sort of other conversation. Um, I will also keep looking at the time. So like if a lot of time has passed, like 20, 30 minutes, um, usually by then I'm like, all right, let's get down to business. Kind of like talk about, um, you know, whatever it is that they're inquiring about, whether it's their wedding or an engagement session or whatever it is, um, we'll start talking about it. Um, I'll answer all their questions. I will provide tips or advice. Um, and I do this because I want to be perceived as you know, the expert. So if they do go and talk to another photographer um, and that other photographer doesn't provide any tips or advice, um, I'm the one that's given them the advice. And so I want to kind of just be perceived as the expert by them and just, you know, give them tips. Um, 
I will also answer any questions they didn't ask. Sometimes they will say like, yeah, we didn't have any questions. And I'll just um, cover like the things like, hey, you know, here's my uh, retainer price. This is how you book, that sort of thing. Go over the necessity kind of questions. And then, like I said, I'll just let them know, hey, you know, you've got a week to think about it. Um, and I'll reach back to you in a week if I haven't heard back from you. And that's pretty much it. Um, and then the, the final thing that I do is I will send, um, right afterwards, I'll send them a follow-up email. Uh, sometimes they'll want links to certain things. I'll send them a link to my pricing page again. Um, that sort of thing, just so they have all the things. Sometimes it's uh, a referral to another vendor. Um, but I make sure to send that, uh, right afterwards. I keep it simple. I don't do. I don't even have a template for it. It's basically just based on whatever we've talked about. Sometimes it's just, "Hey, thanks for meeting with me. I'll follow back. Follow follow back up in a week or so." Um, so that's pretty much my whole um, process for um, yeah meeting new clients. Uh, a bit practical, a bit superstitious, a bit goofy. Um, <laughs> so. I'm go- I'm actually going to because I always like to end these with you know like an action step. Um, aside from you know like the typical you know um, find a practical way to kind of like change your meeting setup, I actually want to challenge you to like find something something goofy like that. You know like whether it's a song or like I don't know like just something that uh is your thing now uh i didn't i didn't mention this uh earlier but like i don't do the like the whole shirt thing or the song thing for every meeting like if i've already met with them i just kind of like hop on and that's it i only do those things for new clients um just because i want to be put in that that pumped up mindset um but yeah i would I, my my action step and challenge for you is if you don't have something like that, find it. Like I just find it super helpful to put me in that that mindset and get ready, um, especially if you're someone who gets nervous. Um, all right, well that's it for today. Um, thank you so much for listening, uh, for tuning in. Uh, if you aren't already subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate uh, and leave a review if you can. That would be awesome. This podcast is super brand new still. I'm still figuring things out and that sort of thing. Uh, but I'm really, really enjoying it. And especially now that I'm getting in questions from you guys, like it's so fun. Um, and also on Spotify too, I believe you can uh, rate it. Uh, I think they have star ratings on there too. Um that's it for today. I will let you go. I wanted to try and keep this as short as possible. I think I did talk a little too much, but um, I hope you got something out of it. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you again on the next episode of The Productive Photographer. Until then, keep shooting and stay productive. Productive.